Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And not every day in virtual legality has to be a day that we focus only on crisis communications or very bad accusations about major gaming figures or other pop culture topics. No, we can also talk about corporate messaging from the perspective of marketing. Now, if you've been in virtual legality for a while, you know that we have been following the various marketing angles of both Sony with their PlayStation 5 product and Microsoft with their Xbox Series X product for some time now. And in general, it has been my opinion that Microsoft has been doing a better job of easing people into the generational transition, explaining what their business focus was about, but it always was going to come down in certain respects to what you could actually show if you're Microsoft as your gaming components to the entire Xbox ecosystem value proposition. And in this particular case, Xbox, Microsoft yesterday went out with their Xbox showcase, big time, one hour long video that was going to be the explosive reveal of everything that people could expect when they purchased an Xbox Series X or otherwise just kind of got involved with the ecosystem by purchasing their Game Pass product. And it was entirely a bust. Now, if you aren't familiar with what happened yesterday, they put together this video. As you can see, I've pulled up the Verge article. You can see they were focused on Master Chief, the main character of their Halo product line. Halo Infinite, which had been announced some time ago, at least a number of E3s ago, was going to be their big blowout. And indeed, it was, but not in the way that they were hoping. So if you go and you checked out this video, you saw various things about Halo, and we're going to talk about how this looks at the tail end of this video, but that wasn't the only story yesterday. So one of the jobs of a showcase like this, one of the jobs of selling anything is to communicate completely and accurately what it is that you are trying to sell and why somebody should want to buy it. And as part of that discussion, Microsoft has been for the past several months focusing on the fact that they are trying to move away from the quote-unquote walled garden approach to console sales that you are seeing with respect to the Sony PlayStation 5 product, which is that you're going to have a box under your TV, there's going to be exclusives, and you don't have anything else to think about, but you also don't have anything else to gain. And Microsoft has been trying to move into a recurring revenue model where it doesn't matter whether you have an Xbox Series X under your TV, or you play on your computer, or you have an Xbox One, or even a One S, Microsoft still wants to sell you on their ecosystem more than any particular piece of hardware. And I have said in the past that I really like that messaging. It's very focused. They're going to make a big brute force box, a little PC essentially that sits under your computer, but you don't have to deal with operating systems and all the other things that go along with putting together your own gaming personal computer. And they're going to sell Game Pass on top of that. I said, when I talk about good messaging, this is exactly what I mean. A very strong focused showing for Xbox. Looking forward to hearing more from PlayStation because I think they have failed in selling that value proposition with the PlayStation 5 and in fact have really prepared people for a very high number without actually showing what that number is buying folks. And in that particular messaging that Xbox put out now only eight days ago, they said a lot of good things. We want to make our community less toxic. We want your games to play the best on Xbox Series X. We think we have the most power. Packing over 12 teraflops of GPU power, including new technologies like hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing and variable rate shading. And with four times the processing power of an Xbox One X, 
Xbox Series X enables developers to provide you with transformative gaming experiences. We are selling you on something quantifiably new and different. And we want you to buy into this ecosystem because that's what Series X can do for you. We want you to buy a Game Pass. And if anything, that was the major success of yesterday's Xbox showcases. I believe everything that they showed had a little Game Pass in the corner. If you aren't familiar with that product, it's essentially a kind of Netflix for gaming. You pay a certain amount monthly or even on an annual basis, and then you get access to 100 plus games that are constantly rotating on the Xbox service, but that Microsoft has committed to having all of their major AAA first-party titles put on that service at the same time. The difficulty has been for the past couple of years is that Microsoft AAA development is nowhere near Nintendo's or Sony's, and they have been thus buying up smaller companies to try to build that back up so that people think that Game Pass is a good value. And unfortunately, as shown yesterday, they just aren't there yet. The bigger issue, however, is in respect of this next bullet point, which was always a good one, very focused, very important, and very useful. We want every Xbox player to play all the new games from Xbox Game Studios. That's why Xbox Game Studios titles we release in the next couple of years, like Halo Infinite, will be available and play great on Xbox Series X and Xbox One. We won't force you to upgrade to Xbox Series X at launch to play Xbox exclusives. Now, you can already tell if you are familiar with the virtual legality space, there's some weasel words there. There's some things that you can't actually quantify. What does next couple of years mean? Are you actually using 2020 as one of your couple of years because you're releasing in the holiday period? So most people are going to read it to assume it goes through at least 2022. But maybe you don't mean that. Maybe you're weaseling a little bit. And the reference to at launch in the last sentence suggests that you will eventually have to buy a Series X to play their exclusives. As people that want to see the Series X really use all of its power and resources would want eventually anyway that the Xbox One, particularly the Xbox One original recipe, not the Xbox One X, is going to be holding back the development of certain of these things because what do you do when you're developing a game and you have all this extra processing power and all this extra GPU processing power and you still have to get it to operate on a system that was half as powerful as the original PlayStation 4 when it came out 8, 9, 10 years ago? That's always going to be a problem, so they're always going to want to move forward to some extent But this was a promise. This was a commitment. And this was doubled up on in various other places. You've got an interview with Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studios, the guy most in charge of actually delivering Xbox game creative content that says, as our content comes out over the next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down that family of devices. We want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel that they made a good investment and that we are committed to them with content. Of course, the company will still be wanting to show off its new hardware to best effect. Our approach is to pick one or two IP that we are going to focus on and make sure that they're there at the launch of the console, taking advantage of all the features. And for us, that's going to be Halo Infinite, which is a big opportunity. It's the first time in over 15 years that we'll have a Halo title launching in sync with a new console, and that team is definitely going to be doing things to take advantage of Series X. We will get back to that in just a moment. The bigger issue here is that everything blew up after this showcase yesterday because of failures in their communications. Here you have a Kotaku tweak. 
Microsoft walks back promise to make all of its initial Xbox Series X games cross-gen. You have Steven Totillo saying the exact same thing here through a series of tweets, which is actually how this came to my attention yesterday that was Kotaku was looking at this with questions about Everwild and Forza and Fable and Avowed saying only Xbox Series X and not saying Xbox One at the same time. And then having the websites for things like Avowed and Everwild still refer to Xbox One, even though it didn't appear in the showcase, and not having any idea what's going on. So that you wind up as Microsoft with articles like this one from a very generous gaming journalistic outfit that wants to promote the video game sales here, instead saying, nope, this was contrary to previous statements by the company. Today's showcase did little to reinforce what they have said, instead showing a plethora of first-party games that were listed for Series X and PC, but not Xbox One. And the quote that they received to help answer this question for them was, Our future Xbox Game Studios titles are being developed natively for Xbox Series X. We will continue to invest in tools for devs to scale across consoles. Which consoles each studio slash game can support will be based on what's best for their game and their community at launch. Or as Aaron Greenberg winds up saying directly to Steven Totillo, the chief editor at Kotaku, future single player titles are developed for Xbox Series X first. Not saying those games won't ship on Xbox One, only that we are leading with Series X and each studio will decide what's best for their game community when they launch. You cannot advertise this or this and then go with this and this. You just can't. And Microsoft is reaping the whirlwind for these promises that are not months old, not years old, but weeks, just a little bit over one week old when you talk about this statement. We won't force you to upgrade. The next couple of years, everything will be available. And the only way to then read this is that they were either lying They were confused or that the stuff they showcased as being something to be excited about are not anywhere close to release. And maybe that last point is the more important one. Maybe you watched a video of Everwild yesterday and you said, wow, that looks really cool. I like Sea of Thieves. I like Rare in general. I'm looking forward to seeing what that game is. Now, it should be noted that Everwild was actually announced last year at XO19 where they were talking about it coming out on the Xbox One platforms, Xbox One right here, and maybe or maybe not, they're rescinding that promise. Again, problems with messaging. But more importantly, if you were excited by that video, don't be. Because only three days ago, we have an article that says Rare hasn't discussed Everwild much because it's still playing around with gameplay ideas. Which means, as I read it, what is Everwild right now? It's some cool art It's a concept that we want to deal with nature and magic, and it is nothing else. It's not a game. They're figuring out what it might even be. It might be canceled. This might be a scale-bound situation. We just don't know. Or Rare might just be put on Sea of Thieves permanently now that it has blown up on Steam and elsewhere. But right now, they are using a trailer to suggest that a game that they announced for the Xbox One may or may not be coming to the Xbox One, should be coming to the Series X, and probably isn't a game at all right now. And that goes up and down the line of the announcements from yesterday. And I wanted Microsoft to succeed on this badly. Personally, I think Sony needs a competitor that is in the fight on these kinds of things. And they don't have one. And Microsoft selling Game Pass is great. I love Game Pass. I will continue to subscribe to Game Pass. 
but it is starting to feel more and more not like the Netflix of gaming, but the blockbuster video discount bin of $2 games that you happen to get for free because you bought a lifetime membership. And that's not how you should want to feel about that value proposition. And maybe it will feel different in a couple of years. But right now, as of yesterday, as of a couple of months before the Xbox Series X launch, Microsoft has fumbled the messaging badly. And that's before we even get to Halo Infinite. Right, As was discussed in that article earlier, Halo Infinite is supposed to be this crown jewel. It is the first time in over 15 years we're launching a Halo title with the launch of our system. We want to take advantage of all those features, and we are focusing on this IP, and it winds up coming out looking like this. Now, don't get me wrong. I think this is an ugly screenshot. I think there's a lot of ugliness in the game that was shown to us yesterday. I don't know that anybody could be excited about the world's fastest, most powerful system based on what they showed yesterday. But that's not the be-all and end-all of gaming. I love a lot of ugly games. I love games that look like this. Totally fine. If you've got the good game design, if you've got some good artistic kind of reference points, I play a lot of Nintendo Switch games that look comparatively and objectively like garbage in terms of resolution and texture work and things like that. But they have good artistry, they have good game design, and I enjoy the heck out of them. So the fact that something looks like maybe a Quake Arena game or something from the late 1990s that would have been sold as a tech demo with an NVIDIA graphics card doesn't bother me that much, except that I think it's a complete bust when you want to be selling something as the fastest and most powerful. If you are trying to sell your console as a Ferrari and you show instead something that looks a little bit more like an old beater, I've got a problem with it. I think your messaging is confused. Sell your Game Pass. It's a great value. You get this for free, quote unquote, once once the sunk value has already left your mind from paying for the Game Pass. And that's a good thing. People will enjoy that. People will like having a box that they can put under their TV and just know that games are going to come into it every week and they don't have to worry about it. It's a good pitch. Go with that pitch, not that we are selling something that doesn't look like anything else. Now, people have come out and said, well, this is the first open world Halo. It's running at 60 frames per second. Yes, Absolutely. These are all things to take into consideration, but it's very difficult to sell yourself on, wow, spend this money for our box because it's going to look so much better when you're also competing at the same time with things like The Last of Us Part 2 or Ghost of Tsushima, which I've highlighted here, which I might do impressions on later because I really, really, really am enjoying that game. But the point is you got to make the case and right now they aren't making the case and and more kind of problematically from where I sit, I'm seeing a lot of folks on social media, whether it's on IGN or whether it's on other outlets, essentially defending this and saying, well, if you really like graphics, you'd go a different direction. And we'll, we'll get to that kind of thought at the end of this video. But they are making their own bed. They are selling a product and they failed to do so. And I want to see them succeed. I'm a fan of this industry. I'm a fan of both Sony and Microsoft. And I want to see more games that are better and see better messaging that more specifically talks about what it is that I should buy, what I should get excited about, what you want to sell me. And right now, that's just not happening. And just to compound that further, what even is Halo Infinite? Right? You've given quotes to IGN from the head of your studios that say things like, We want Infinite to grow over time versus going to those numbered titles and having all that segmentation that we had before. It's really about creating Halo Infinite as the start of the next 10 years for Halo and then building that as we go with our fans and community. 
So if you aren't keeping track of various magic words that are used in corporate press releases and in statements like this one, you should read this as Halo is becoming a game as a service. That Halo Infinite is intended to be the Halo game that is available on the Xbox Series X and Xbox One and One X for right now, and that they aren't going to do another Halo. They don't like segmentation of the market. They're going to try to make something that is just a game as a service, that is a Fortnite, that is a Warframe, whatever else you might otherwise think of when you think of that particular phrase, which is all well and good, except it's not what people are expecting. It's not normal for the Halo ecosystem and environment. And it does suggest certain things. It does suggest a move away from certain linear experiences, from certain single-player emphases, into things like Battle Royale. Somebody asked me on my social media, when do we expect a Battle Royale to launch with Halo Infinite? I would say it will launch day one or shortly thereafter because they're looking at it and they're trying to make a Call of Duty or a Fortnite or anything else. And they're going to make something that can continue to have engagement on their Game Pass and probably make a few bucks on the side with microtransactions or what have you. But more importantly, when you look at something like this, 10 years is folly. Nobody can do game design or software design or anything like it with a plan that makes sense for 10 plus years. And if anybody should know it, it's the guy that is the steward of the intellectual property created by Bungie because Bungie went down this road. This is an older video from Virtual Legality where we covered Bungie actually splitting up from Activision and the contract that related to the original 10-year plan for Destiny. And it is not something that is terribly wise to do. You have to be flexible. You have to be svelte. You have to be able to adjust to things on the fly. And yes, I don't mind an aspirational statement like this. This is fine. You give it to IGN. You say, we are committed to supporting this thing for a long period of time. That's okay. But if anybody thinks that whatever they're planning right now is going to be what they're planning in year three, five, seven, nine, and 10, I've got a bridge to sell you because it just doesn't happen that way. And unfortunately, this is what happened from Microsoft's showcase across the board, so much so that they wound up spinning plates almost immediately. Nibble at Nibbleion here on Twitter said the following about the IGN interview that was given. According to Greenberg, Halo Infinite ran on a PC with specs similar to the Xbox Series X. They weren't running on a Series X for this particular demonstration here in July of 2020. And the response given was, listen, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's July. We are far from holiday. And you're seeing a work in progress game. Visuals might improve until launch. And the only thing I can say about this, and yes, this is plate spinning. This is trying to manage the message. This is crisis control because everybody and their brother laughed at the actual released imagery from Halo Infinite that Xbox and Microsoft put out there yesterday. There's tons more of these. You can go check them out, including the one on the thumbnail to this video. But even though they laughed, IGN and Microsoft had to talk about what had happened, had to talk about how things might improve and so you get quotes like this one. Hey, you know what? It's work in progress. It wasn't even on a Series X. It's months old. You hear people coming about and saying, well, it was confirmed it was an old demo. Look, I didn't tell them what to display yesterday. You didn't tell them what to display yesterday. That is up to them. If they want to put a demo out there, we're going to judge it for what we can see with our own lying eyes. And if you want to tell us, well, that was actually four months old and it looks way better right now. That's fine. It might. It also might not. 
And if you're going to sell me a box at some hundreds of dollars, you're going to tell me it's the fastest, most powerful console in the world, you probably should come out a little stronger than that, especially if you think you have something better to show that you could show today. So I have my doubts about those stories. I've always had my doubts about those people that come out and say, it looks much better now. We're going to improve a ton. But giving them the benefit of the doubt, talking to developers, talking to my own clients in the gaming field, I am informed that a lot of the prettiness, a lot of the magic comes together at the end. And I want Halo Infinite to come together at the end. That being said, Holiday is not so far away. Or as I tweeted out a little while ago, we're far from Holiday. No, we're not. Might as well be we have a product for people who are interested in graphics. It's called Windows. Amazing how so much good messaging can be blown up in a single day. And if you ring a bell with that particular quote, you know Microsoft has been down this road before. When people complained about the Xbox One requiring internet connectivity and Microsoft went out there and said, hey, you don't need internet connectivity. You can just buy a 360. It sounds very much like they are repeating the sins that they had repeated before. This has been Virtual Legality for today. Hopefully a little bit more of a fun one. We don't always have to dive into Chinese national security law or Dr. Disrespect potential lawsuits against major streaming platforms. We like to talk about things that are fun in this pop culture space, as well as those more serious items. And I love talking about messaging in general, even when it includes things that are obviously marketing and marketing related. So if you enjoyed this, please like, please subscribe, please share it around. Tell folks that we are having these discussions here on this channel. Otherwise, if you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.